The text for the sermon this day is taken from that reading from Micah, especially these words, and he shall be their peace. That is the text. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Peace. It's a word that we hear a lot around this time of the year. We see it on, in Christmas cards. We hear it in music. We see it in Christmas lights. Everywhere we look, we can find that word, peace. And it's very fitting that we hear it at this time of the year. For it is the angels who on Christmas say to the shepherds, Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. So it fits right with the Christmas season. So the very natural question to be asked is, what does the word peace mean? There's the way that we define it. There's the way that the Bible defines it. And the question really is, does it meet up? I think if you were to ask the average person what the word peace means, there's probably two kind of standard ways people would define it. Either they would say that peace is kind of a feeling. They usually refer to, they might refer to it as emotion. So it's kind of a calm, a, a silence. You know, when you think about a peaceful day, is when you sit down in your lazy boy or sit out on the porch or whatever and there's no distractions. Or peace might be a word to use to describe to have no conflict. So like a peace treaty is basically saying we are not going to fight anymore. But I'm going to tell you that that is actually only a symptom of the biblical word for peace. They are a result of peace, but it isn't peace itself. And peace is a word that does come up throughout the scriptures. So in the Gospel of Luke, as I just mentioned, when the angels showed up, they said, glory to God in the highest, peace to his people on earth. A little bit later, you would have Simeon, when he, he sees the baby Jesus, only 40 days after his birth, he says, Lord, let your servant depart in peace. Jump forward all the way to Palm Sunday, that triumphal entry, and the crowd saying, glory to God in the highest, and peace in heaven. Not quite the same as Christmas morning, but very similar. Then, after Jesus has risen from the dead and his disciples are locked away in that room, he says, peace be with you. It's a repeated phrase. But again, what does it mean? And the answer is, in the name of Jesus himself. As you heard it, and that gospel lesson. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people 
from their sins. That is our clue. Or the first clue as to what peace means. See, the reality is, is that ever since the fall, ever since Adam and Eve partook of that fruit, we have been at odds with God. We have sinned and transgressed against his commandments over and over and over again. And so we stand guilty. But you see, this child who is to be born of the Virgin Mary, who was born of the Virgin Mary, he was born for one purpose, and that is to be crucified. You know, I don't know if any of you, how many of you were at the Christmas program this past Sunday, but if you were here on Sunday, I thought it was really nice, really cool, that there's one point where they're pointing to the Christmas tree, and right in the middle of it, there, it lights up in red, a cross. Anybody, for those of you who saw this, kind of neat. Red because symbolizing the blood, but a reminder that a tree, a Christmas tree, this one, that one, it just begs you to look at the tree in the middle. See, these are adorned with these white lights, and you've got these nice little angels with the trumpets, and I feel like those trumpets are all... And I'm really impressed that somebody got up there to put those up there, by the way. Um, but anyways, the trumpets are almost telling you to look, say, see that tree with all the lights on it? Now look at that tree where the light of the world hung for you and for me and shed his blood on the cross. So that when Jesus, when he rose from the dead and he go, shows up in that empty room... In that locked room, he says to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Whatever sins you forgive are forgiven. Whatever forgiveness you withhold is withheld. Peace in the Bible is the forgiveness of sins. And we bear this out all throughout our liturgy. If you ever really pay attention, I don't know if you ever pay attention to it, but during the, when I do the, when, during the liturgy, when I say the peace of the Lord be with you always, if you pay attention, I elevate the bread and the wine. And the reason is, is because in that bread is the body of Jesus. In that wine is the blood of Jesus. And by that bread and by that wine, by the body and blood of Jesus, you receive peace. So that bread and wine is the peace of the Lord in a way that you could taste it, you could touch it, and with the wine you could even smell it, depending on how strong it is. That's peace. And a little bit right after you hear those words, you will say in the traditional liturgy, you go, Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. And Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, grant us thy peace. And in a moment, the Lamb of God who is, gives himself in the bread and the wine grants you the peace which you sang for. 
And when you get done with this, when you get done with the Lord's Supper, you say that old canticle, those words from Luke, the words of Simeon, Lord, let my, your servant depart in peace. So you can depart in peace because, again, like I said, you have tasted, you have touched, you have seen, you have smelt salvation prepared on the cross for you. You have seen peace itself given to you. By the way, I don't know if you've ever, this is something really cool I've heard some churches do this. So last Sunday, the hymn that we sang right after um, the sermon was Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence. And the second verse talks about he gives his own, you know, the king of king born of Mary. And it says he gives his own heavenly self for heavenly food. There's a cool tradition that some churches do on Christmas Day that they have a manger up in front and inside of the manger is the bread and the wine. Reminding you that the same one who is in the manger is the one in the bread and the wine given for you. Really, just kind of those, that's a moment that keeps you, wants you to go silent. But humbling. But that is peace given to you. When you receive the supper as you have received Christ himself, as you have received the peace that was born in Bethlehem, that was prophesied in Micah, you could depart in peace, knowing, like Simeon, you could, you could die, and that's okay. You received peace, the peace of the Lord, which brings us salvation. But you see, when Jesus said, peace be with you in the Gospel of John, he said, even so... As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. In this season of Christmas, we give a lot of gifts. We give a lot of Christmas cards. But something that is very precious that you can give somebody is the peace of the Lord. And how you do that is one, tell them that Christ has forgiven them that Jesus suffered and died on the cross, that they may be at peace with God. And it is that peace, that forgiveness, that leads to unity, to true tranquility between people. It's not just saying, I'm not going to fight you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tolerate your existence. No, it is true peace, true unity only comes by the forgiveness that comes from Christ. And so you, the best gift you could, one of the best gifts you could give this Christmas season is to tell the gospel. Tell them the peace of the Lord is with them. Now here's where it gets a little trickier. In the Lord's prayer we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I guarantee it that there is someone you know that you have troubles forgiving. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. It could be somebody you work with. It may be something that happened this week. 
It may be something that happened many, many years ago. And you've been carrying that grudge and holding on to it. The great gift is to give peace. Not say, oh, that's okay, that's no big deal. No, it's actually to say, I forgive you. And I know you might be thinking, well, you have no idea what that person did to me. You're right, I don't know. But Jesus has already forgiven that sin. And that sin was also committed against him. So you, as a Christian, as one who has received the peace of God, is called to give the peace of God. Give that gift. I mean, yeah, you could give other gifts. You want to give gift cards or whatever. You could do that too. But, or shoes, whatever. But give the gift of peace. The peace of Christ and the peace from yourself to others. And do that in general. There's going to be little moments at I don't know about you, but I've definitely had moments at family dinners where there's been chaos and things happened. Be quick to forgive, quick to have peace. That is what is a wonderful gift this season. Give peace because Christ has been given to you. In Jesus' name, amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep you in the one true faith, the life everlasting. Amen.